0: Josh Bertucini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've
1: been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all
2: right, it's all about the little things. Streaming
1: live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJP.com. You were man on fire last night on the post, <laughs> you've started your day in the right way. Let's talk sports. This is prime time television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini.
2: Know it, baby, and doing it on a Tuesday and doing it well. And so good to have you here as we make our way into the conversation. Josh cheating with you inside of the Bunker Studio. Team B Media coming at you on a Tuesday here. Just a few minutes past 7 o'clock. We'll hang out for an hour and a half. We're going to have some fun with it for once in this life is what we're going to do. And it's so good to have you on board this program here today. Really do appreciate your finding us. So many options for you in this fragmented mass media world and landscape in which we live. And you're choosing to spend some time with here uh, right with us. And that means everything. It really, really does. All right. um, We're getting after it today on a number of different fronts as we continue to talk about some of the biggest things things that are going on in Arkansas Razorback land and right now you have the Hogs and the basketball season not where you want it to be continuing to try to sort itself out Arkansas has got a game coming up tomorrow night on Valentine's Day evening and it's at 8 o'clock and you're running out of chances to salvage this thing and give yourself something meaningful to play for in March we'll go ESPN 2 tomorrow night Game is at eight o'clock and it's at Bud Walton arena and the hogs are only three and seven in the sec Tennessee ranked number eight in the latest top 25 poll that came out yesterday. Volunteers are seven and three in the league so far on the season and obviously a physical team, but Arkansas has become more of a physical team here of late, certainly with the emergence of Makai Mitchell, who has been just an enormous player for Arkansas down the stretch in these games was huge again against Georgia with uh you know 10 points in the closing stretch of the game had a couple of big passes he's played great basketball you wonder a little bit where this has been earlier but uh, absolutely tremendous stuff and uh really did like seeing Mitchell here of late. Get feisty or more physical. Jalen Graham has done the same. And so you put those guys together and you throw in a little Chandler Lawson and you know what you have. You have a guard-heavy lineup. Nice piece by Nate Allen in the Dem Gazette this morning. Good to see Nate still doing his thing. Talking about Arkansas's four-guard ap- approach, how you can deploy Tremont Mark and Keon Menefield, L. Ellis, and uh, all at once there, Debo Davis, too. That's four guards. Davis was... At times, the power forward in the last game with Mikai Mitchell in the middle, this is working for Arkansas a little bit more. The personnel ain't great, but one thing Eric Musselman is going to do, and you know he's going to do it, and he's going to stay after it until the job gets done, is find ways to fit these pieces together. I don't think this is a great Razorback basketball team. I think they misfired on some of the guys they went after. I don't think Chandler Lawson has been near the kind of upside player you thought he would be. Jeremiah Davenport despite a couple of hot streaks earlier, has just not been consistent with the three balls. Ellis' return to the mix last game was great, but where has he been most of the year, you know? And Caleb Battle, I mean, maybe not more of an up-and-down player on this team, full of up-and-down emotional players who are incredibly inconsistent. The only thing they're consistent at is inconsistency. And yet, Caleb Battle, clearly at odds with his head coach, Eric Musselman. You know, it goes both ways. This transfer portal world that we're living in in college uh, football and basketball and baseball, college athletics in general, it goes both ways and it's a little bit of fool's gold. Like you think on the surface, if you're a player looking for a new opportunity, you're not getting along with a head coach, maybe a handful of your teammates kind of rub you the wrong way. You're not liking them either. Let me go find another chance. Let me go play elsewhere. All right. So then we put it on the coaches and the schools and the teams to go and recruit these guys and gals, as the case may be, why are they trying to leave their schools anyway? Clearly they're looking for a better opportunity, something that feels like it makes more sense. I think it's on them to choose wisely. And I bring that up because Califf Battle clearly does not get along with Eric Musselman. Maybe you should have vetted your head coach a little bit longer before committing to the party here, or the attempted party in Fayetteville. But I digress. This is what Arkansas has a guard oriented team. That's three and seven. And if you can beat a top 10, Tennessee team tomorrow night, that would be your third top 10 win of the year. I know folks want to look the other way on the win over Purdue. I don't, I was there. That was a real game the whole way through both teams, coaching it down to the wire into overtime, and the Hogs pulled it out. So you beat a team that's been number one or two all year. Duke was, what, number six or seven when you beat them. If you beat Tennessee tomorrow night, I don't want to hear any more of this, Arkansas doesn't have any quality victories. The Hogs just don't have any quality wins. Not true. And one of the biggest reasons why I think this season has been so frustrating and hardwood for the Hog Hoop fans is because you have had such tremendous upside. You have had some moments along the way that were remarkably impressive. And then you've had a bunch of other moments that just make you go, what? Huh? What happened was, I don't even know anymore. But that's where you are. And so down the stretch you will go. And Arkansas continuing to find ways to get guys to, to step up and play together. And we'll see what Tennessee brings to the table tomorrow night. That's the men's side of it. I think the Hogs are Still technically alive as far as the NCAA tournament is concerned. I would say alive. Um, how alive, I don't know. I don't think you're mathematically eliminated yet. If you beat Tennessee and then go on the road and beat Mississippi State on Saturday, which is easier said than done, we're going to look up next week. You're going to be five and seven. You're going to still be you know, competing for the postseason. But you got work to do. Devo Davis yesterday creating some rigmarole, some hectic. Conditions there in Little Rock. I don't know if you saw that, but sports radio station, longtime famous one there in The Rock, The Buzz. And uh apparently Devo Davis with an NIL deal was supposed to show up and do a weekly spot because they pay him to do his weekly spots, right? He gets money to come on the radio and talk for five minutes. We don't we don't pay our guests. I'm just saying on the side note. But NIL that, you know, a lot of players, we're gonna pay him to come on the show. Look, at Devo. He wanted to come on the show again because we paid him. Didn't show up yesterday for his radio spot in Little Rock. Most people could care less about a radio spot. I'm sure that my friends at The Buzz were not happy about that. You're doing a live radio show, as we do here in the Bunker studio every day. You expect people to show the heck up when they're supposed to show up. Devo Davis, no show. I'll go back to what I said a minute ago. If there's one thing that Devo and this Razorback basketball team are consistent at it's being inconsistent. You just can't figure it out. I think it's driving Eric Musselman nuts. Contract negotiations continuing behind the scenes. You're hearing Muss's name bandied about, linked to an opportunity, maybe at Louisville, if things disintegrate there the way they have and continue on that path. You've heard talk if Cronin goes back to Louisville and UCLA opens, Musselman would do whatever he could to get to UCLA. Maybe. Got a couple people telling me Arizona State's a lock, Arizona State's a lock. Why the heck do you want to go to Arizona State? Unless you're going there for the college parties, unless you're there going there to, you know, enter the adult film industry, I don't think you need to be going to Arizona State for basketball. Bob Hurley's been there for a decade. They've done nothing. Nothing. You'd rather be at Arizona, wrong Arizona, than Arizona State. And then he still the folks saying he's going to go fight his father's fight and go back to Minnesota. I, look, he's he's trying to get more money. I still think the best fit for Eric Musselman is here. I know you get a lot of people saying he go. I, I don't think so. I think end of the day, Eric Musselman is back at Arkansas. I think better than 50/50 chance he's back. How this team closes out the year will have a lot to do with that. Good to talk some basketball at the gates. It's not a men's talk. We haven't talked a lot of women's basketball on the show today. Feels like the interest I should say in the last 6 months really, not just today. Excuse me on that. Feels like the interest level and women's basketball has dropped here locally. And I don't know if that's because the brand of basketball they're playing isn't enticing enough for the fans. You don't have a lot of defense. You don't have a lot of offense. Basically just jacking threes and hustling back on defense. Maybe it's the fact that the program seems to have flatlined under Mike Neighbors. I mean, you're talking about, what, eight years he's been the coach here? Seven, eight years? Haven't won a single NCAA tournament game. I mean, let's be honest. Most other teams, most other sports, you go over a decade on winning a postseason game you're yeah, not the coach anymore, but I don't make these decisions. Talia Scott's a really talented player. You still have Daniels and Spencer. Not a lot of size on this Arkansas team. And obviously they got absolutely pounded by Tennessee last night, trailing 12-0 out the gates. They weren't in the game. They start jacking threes. It's a painful watch right now to watch Arkansas basketball. And they're not terrible. What are they, five and six in the SEC? They might make the, the NCAA tournament this year. They might... But apparently that's the baseline. It's just make the tournament for the girls. The guys struggle once in a blue moon and we're up in arms. It's kind of unbelievable. SEC basketball pictures. We head down the stretch. Currently, looks like Tennessee. This, according to Joe Lenardi, would be a two seed. Alabama and Auburn would be a pair of three seeds. South Carolina only a five seed, despite having the best record in the entire conference. Kentucky a six seed. Florida, Mississippi State, and Texas A&M slot in at 10 seeds. And Ole Miss would be in 11. Would make the tournament if it started today. And Chris Beard, one of those names you've heard rumbled around in the background if indeed something happens with Eric Musselman, You always have to be prepared. You can't be caught flat-footed in that situation. But, um, you know, you'll keep your eyes open. Chris Beard's a name. You hear Jerome Tang at Kansas State's a name. We'll go down that road when we need to go down that road. Top 25 comes out yesterday. UConn is number one. Purdue is number two. I mentioned that already. Houston, three. Marquette, four. Arizona, five. Kansas got ripped by Texas Tech. Bill Self ejected last night for the first time in his Jayhawk tenure. Followed by North Carolina, Tennessee, Duke, and Iowa State. South Carolina slots in at number 11 in the latest AP Top 25. Other SEC teams, Auburn at 13, BAM at 15. Kentucky has slid all the way down to 22. Not even in the mix right now. And how about Larry Bird's Indiana State Sycamores? Back in the top 25 for the first time in 45 years. Yeah. Indiana State is ranked 23rd. It's unbelievable. South Carolina unanimous number one on the ladies' side of things. And that's what you got going on there. A lot of basketball out the gates. Super Bowl talk at length yesterday. We'll do some more of that fallout today. Soren Petro, longtime tremendous sports talker from WHB in Kansas City. We'll get him in the mix here coming up in twenty minutes. I want to hear about the aftermath of the Kansas City Chiefs third Super Bowl title in five years. a heck of an entertaining Super Bowl. We talked yesterday. was it the greatest ever? I don't know if it's the greatest ever. but it was one of my favorites, top five, top ten for sure. Look, I grew up in the day and age of no Super Bowls are really competitive. I mean, you had like 15 years, they weren't even competitive. So I enjoyed it. And uh, we'll talk a little more about it. Some incredible ratings numbers coming in on the Super Bowl, which tells you how compelling this game was to so many folks around the country and around the world. But we'll talk some more on the Super Bowl. Richard Davenport has got a couple of recruiting updates at 8.05. Our question of the day is up. i want to do a little Razorback baseball today. Friday through Monday, first four games of the year, Arkansas playing James Madison, preseason number two in the country, preseason pick to win the SEC. You got a lot of positivity right now in Arkansas Razorback baseball land. And so we'll talk some more about that. Our question of the day, what's your expectation level for this season? We know expectations run high around here for baseball. They're through the roof. And so what are you hoping for? Are you hoping for a top 20 ranking all year? That sounds like a lot of fun in the spring. I'll take that top 20 all year means you had a great year. What about hosting the supers? Not just making the super regionals. My friends, I want to see you hosting the supers. That's that third vote. Then there's Omaha. I mean, I think anytime you get to the college world series and you're one of the elite eight teams standing in the sport, it says something positive about the season that you just had. What about just getting to Omaha? Omaha! And then there's that ever-elusive other option on the list. You know, the whole national title thing. Hogs, trying to give Dave Van Horn that last feather in the cap. The guys, basically everything else. Can you get him a national championship too? Four options up there for you on the board. Feel free to write in all of the above as a lot of folks like to do. Not very creative, but hey, I appreciate the interaction. It's cool. Um, Football, basketball, baseball, it's all in the mix. And it's great to have you as we barrel our way through this 90-minute daily journey of ours on The Real NWA JB. People's postgame shows on Saturdays. We got some play-by-play stuff to tell you about coming up around the corner too. JB here, you there, just warming it up. On a Tuesday. No snow today. We're all going to work in school today, y'all. Quick timeout. We are coming right back. Thanks for listening. Herman's Rib House on College in Fayetteville, a tradition like no other around. When you're looking for the best steak, chicken, salmon, something for lunch or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year is their 60th anniversary and the food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped menu, the Dustin Omelette, a personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's, celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. Hi, this is Tim Stanley, a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas. And I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena. And I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock. So now we have more of a full state coverage, just like JB. It's important to be part of his future or our future or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDSID company, 501-374-7000.
1: Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong, too. You name it, they got it, and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville.
2: See things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric. Residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all, and they can add some light to your life, too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. Hey, folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen, and we're here to help. Taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Covering northwest Arkansas and north central Arkansas and the River Valley. Accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at BlueKangarooPackouts.com or give us a call at 479-879-9696. Hi, my good friends. Over 90,000 folks have found this bad boy in the first six months of our operation. That's saying something. It's not a million people, but it's a chunk, and we're continuing to spread the word day by day that if you're looking for good local sports talk radio, you got it right here. And you know what the best part is? It's free to you, the people, thanks to these tremendous sponsors you hear from at length here on the show in the mornings and on the post game shows and they are putting their what? Their cash money dollars where it needs to go to uh, present this whole bad boy for y'all each and every day. So big ups to our show sponsors for helping us to grow and for each and every one of you who has found us Podbean live streaming it in the mornings. You got the YouTube action on the People's Post games. We're going to continue to grow that channel with some more video content for you. Got the play by play stuff around the corner on the basketball and the football coming your way. Uh, we're just scratching the surface here. It, it feels like, you know, we've been here for a while. It's still kind of early days. What did I say when we started this show six months ago? You got to give me a year, a year or two, till we know where we're really at. Well, we're six months in, and so far, so good, y'all. So far, so good. Post Show Podcast, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Google, you name it, anywhere podcast audio is posted up. You got us there making moves with you. All right, question of the day. Today's a really good one. Question of the day, your QOD. What's the expectation level for Arkansas Razorback baseball this year? What is the expectation level for the Diamond Hogs this year? We gave you four options up on the social media. We'll do a little poll action here, Twitter and Facebook. What are you thinking? NCAA title? Are you thinking Omaha hogs? Like they get to Omaha and that does the trick. What about hosting the supers? Does that happen this year? Maybe that happens this year. Or perhaps you're like me. You just want to see them be really good all year long. Take this thing to the, the top 20, and their preseason top five, mind you, and ride that out all season long. Hogs will start the year with James Madison coming up four games Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. There's talk of a Red Zone VIP crew venturing to the Herminators for a little pre-meal action on Friday. That's just a rumor. I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but if it's happening, you know your boy JB is going to find a way to be there too. All right. um, Other items, sports-wise, Arkansas and Tennessee. We talked at length in the opening monologue about this Razorback basketball team. How with three and seven, it's not over yet. Feels like it's over. Feels like it's been an incredibly long basketball season, doesn't it? And this is coming from the basketball guy. I got love hoops year-round. I mean, I'm coaching my daughter's seven-year-old team last night. By the way, two straight wins. Yep, a twenty-to-nothing win yesterday. For the uh, the Green Bulldogs. That's three out of our last four. That's two in a row. Our last game of the regular season is tonight. A win in this game tonight. We climb from eighth to fifth. And we'd be in the four or five game of the tournament. Coming up on Thursday night. The end of year. Under seven year old tournament. I'm just giving you a little action on that one. So Isabel's team is doing well. Why do I bring that up? I'm obsessed with basketball. And yet I understand the frustration factor. I get that you're almost ready for it to be over. But not yet. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Love is in the air, baby. Love is in the air. And it smells good. Doesn't doesn't smell sweaty. That one smells good. That one smells perfumed. And um, it wouldn't be a bad way to spend the night tomorrow night, would it? Making your way out to an Arkansas Razorback basketball game. You and your honey baby to go watch some hoops. You got the Hogs and the Vols and they're doing it tomorrow night. At 8 o'clock. Add Bud Walton Arena, ESPN2 for that game. Gals get bludgeoned by Tennessee last night. Not much of a surprise there. And Arkansas Razorback football with some inroads on a couple of linemen. Richard Davenport in a half an hour on that. What else do we have for you? Super Bowl fallout. How about this one? The Super Bowl set a ratings record it was the most watched program in television history. So we spent a lot of time yesterday talking Super Bowls and great Super Bowls. And I told you that was one of my favorite Super Bowls. A lot of folks agreeing. It's certainly on the short list. You had a handful of folks. It was boring. I hate football. It was the worst game ever. I don't really know what they were seeing. That just seems like a, a hungover kind of angry take. It was the worst game ever. It was not the worst game ever. You got an extra 10 minutes of overtime football. With Patrick Mahomes and Christian McCaffrey, it was great. Was it the most exciting game ever? No. But see, I grew up in the day and age of most Super Bowls were blowouts. It was a rare occurrence. It was like once a decade in the 80s and 90s, look it up, that the games were even close and competitive, okay? So you've gotten spoiled here in the last 20 years. That said, 123.4 million views across all platforms. And you have to say across all platforms these days, because everybody is doing it on different platforms. I mean, you got, you got ESPN and Fox jumping ship on the cable companies, doing their own platform deals starting this summer streaming NFL, jumping on YouTube, streaming more and more sports talk shows, jumping into live streaming and podcasting. I mean, You think your boy JB here is the first around here really to do this thing and commit to a daily deal like this. Okay, not the first person anywhere, and certainly won't be the last. Back to the number, 123 million people watch this thing. Look, Super Bowl audiences have been over 100 million for a long time now. 123 million is a lot of people. Last year's 115 million shattered as the record mark. Of course the game not only televised on CBS where you know the executives are just ecstatic about the early returns but also uh Nickelodeon, Univision, Paramount Plus I didn't watch the game on any of those channels I don't know if you did um and so there you go there you go CBS broadcast averaged 120 million you throw in all the different platforms 200 million plus you can't tell me It wasn't an entertaining game. It was the longest game ever in the Super Bowl. Gave people more time to watch it. That's just the truth of that. You stretch things out, the quality might go down, but almost always the quantity goes up. It's just the way it goes. What else? Bill Self ejected for the first time in his Kansas tenure as the Jayhawks lost by 30 points to Texas Tech last night. 30 points. Wow. TCU crushed West Virginia. By 16 at home, the Dukies beat Wake Forest by eight. Duke ranked ninth in the latest poll. Arkansas has beaten number two and number nine, and with a win tomorrow, would beat number eight as well. How's that for beating some good teams, right? My goodness, NBA last night deadline is coming. Gone. Bucks over the Nuggets by 17. Good win for them as they batten down the hatches in the second half. Giannis 36 points, 18 rebounds. How about Bobby Portis doing his thing? 13 points and eight boards. PBEV, five points and four assists off the bench for the Bucs. They got the PBEV connect now. The Mavericks storm back in the fourth quarter, beat a terrible Wizards team by eight. Luka Doncic, just another triple double at the office. That's all that was. Just another day at the office. And what else did I have for you? The Rockets beat the Knicks by two. Just a horrific foul call. I know it sounds like I'm crying here, but point. I am a little bit one-tenth of a second left, Point 0.1 seconds left, right? And you've got things in a spot that just is, uh, is kind of unbelievable. And you're looking at it and you're, you're taking your way through it. In that sequence, as you close up shop and try to close out on the shooter, you cannot slide under the feet. You cannot Give a little kick to the guy who's shooting the basketball. You just can't let that happen. And that's exactly what Jalen Brunson did at the end of the basketball game. Sliding the feet right under the shooter. And Aaron Holiday goes to the free throw line and hits two free throws with one-tenth of a second left. And the Knicks lose to the Rockets. Alas, what the heck am I going to do about that? We're making it happen. 7.38 here on... A Tuesday. It's the Real NWAJB, and we're glad to be with you inside of the Team B Media Studio. A lot of options out there for you in this vast mass media universe in which we live, and you're right here with us, and that's what it's all about, my friends. That is what it is all about. On that note, let's do this. Let's take a quick timeout. We'll come back. Seren Petro from the epicenter of the NFL universe. Was it the greatest Super Bowl ever? I don't know, but I'll tell you this much the Chiefs are loving it. To KC, we go. Aftermath of Kansas City's repeat championship right after this. A to Z Golf Cars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, horse cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229.
1: Need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479 769 1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville, for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top-notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With a scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall, full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com.
2: Hey, guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art, and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT in his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year, and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done with Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49. Online, olsonclinic.com.
1: Builders Direct Lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs. They buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight, passing the savings on to you, the customer. From a small office space to a large warehouse, indoor or outdoor, we do it all. Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461.
2: Everybody get up Hey Hey Oh Hey Oh Hey Everybody get up Oh Everybody get up Everybody get up
1: Sit Oh Everybody get up Oh Everybody get up I Sit Oh Everybody
2: get up Watch out for the. My guy Seren Petro, longtime phenomenal sports talker there in the barbecue capital of the universe. And does his thing for WHB, Andy's a Q's guy, which you know, bonus points in my book, of course. Seren, thanks for a little time here in Northwest Arkansas today. How you doing, my friend?
0: I'm doing well. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
2: Let's get right into it, Seren, Kansas City repeat champion. When last we spoke a few weeks back, you definitely thought it was possible that this team was getting better late in the season. And, man, Seren, why don't we start there? It seemed like the Chiefs got better every week the last six weeks or so of the year.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's an accurate portrayal of how it was. I think it really began with the uh, debacle against the Raiders on Christmas Day. They played so poorly. I think up until that point, they continued to try to be the team they wanted to be. And it was with that game that they realized, listen, we're we're not beating people 41-38. We're going to have to lean on our defense and, and not take away from our defense. I think too often with penalties, putting them in long down and distances where they were forced to punt early in drives or just turnovers, uh, they were constantly putting their defense back out on the field and out defending a short field. And even though they would hold up for three or four quarters or three quarters, two, three, three plus quarters, in that fourth quarter, they were wearing down. And I think they made a concentrated effort to control the ball, turn it over, try to eliminate mistakes. They simplified the offense, got out of the huddle quicker, gave the young guys a chance to see what the defense was doing. And, uh, you know, I think that was the real... Uh, turning point for them, and then to your point, I think they got better at playing that style each and every week, right up until the Super Bowl, though, that was kind of a microcosm of their season. Started out with no offense, all defense, had a little something going, but played sloppy football throughout, turned it over a couple of times, but in the end, had the ultimate weapon, and Patrick Mahomes to get it done.
2: That's exactly what they did, and it seemed like Kansas City uh, got a better performance out of its defense every week moving forward in the playoffs, too. We'll get to Mahomes in just a moment, Saran. But how about that Kansas City defense? I mean, I can make an argument. This is the best defense Andy Reid has had so far, and they worked hard on it, right, Seren? I mean, you cover the Chiefs day in and day out, drafting, trading, personnel moves. I know they had some injuries even leading in the Super Bowl, but I thought that defense was their backbone and kept them in the game late.
0: Yeah, it was. You know, they've been drafting that for a long time, you mentioned. Yeah, it's the youngest defense in the NFL, which I think is a real key to succeeding. One, they tend to stay healthier. They were largely healthy. They lost Nick Bolton for a little bit. They lost some guys coming down the stretch. Uh, Charles who uh, Derek Nottie, they were playing without. They lost Brian Cook along the way. You know, so they, they weren't without their uh, adversity that they had to face throughout the course of the year, but they had enough depth. Uh, give credit. Brett Beach, maybe the most underrated part of this team, is drafting that uh, they're really deep in the secondary with a lot of talented young corners. Four corners ranking the top 50 of PFFs. So their third and fourth corners they are guys that they don't mind if they end up having to put them on a high quality receiver. Trent McDuffie was first team all pro and LeGarrius needs the number one corner. So that's not bad when the guy that you travel with the best wideout uh is looking up at another guy who was first team all pro. And I think that was the key because they only got to Brock Purdy once, but there was still great coverage down the field. I think they had five or six passes, defense in this three by Trent McDuffie alone, a couple of key ones uh, to keep the Niners from getting a critical first down and force them to accept a field goal in another one in the end zone. That, that could have really changed the play of the game. So, uh, yes, that defense, uh, it starts with Chris Jones. He's the biggest name, but at all three levels, Nick Bolton was great, tranquil, gave them great depth and flexibility there. Uh, they put a lot into the defense, not necessarily in a ton of first-round picks, but a lot of uh, draft picks overall and a lot of youth, and it paid off.
2: Add Soren Petra to follow this guy on the Twitter. There's no better Chiefs follow than Soren. All things Kansas City in his sports talk world. So, Ren, how about Spagnolo? Spag's first coordinator to win four rings? That's that's amazing that he's the first to do that. But, hey, I mean, it's hard to get four rings. I thought he stayed aggressive when he had to on Purdy, didn't give him time in the pocket, and didn't let him use his weapons on the perimeter. You talked about the secondary. It certainly helps an awful lot when your D.C. is bringing pressure.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and I think, you know, in addition to bringing that pressure, uh, he also managed to contain Brock Purdy. It with Brock Purdy's legs that did the damage against the Lions a lot of the time. And the Chiefs did a nice job of getting pressure on him. Like I said, only one sack, so they didn't get to him uh that much, but they were constantly moving him off his spot. Uh they were hitting him as he was throwing a number of times, plenty of pressures uh, you know, on him and and making sure he wasn't comfortable. And you know, they didn't just line up and you know, missing Charles Amenahu meant they were down one of their best pass rushers. They had to play Felix Any DK Uzama a little bit in this game, that their, their rookie that was really hurt his thumb in the offseason. It was kind of an apprenticeship year all year, but he stepped up and made a couple of plays in this game. Mike Pinnell, a guy they picked up along the way in season again, just like they did back in 2019, was huge in helping stop the run. I know uh, Christian McCaffrey piled up 80 yards, but he didn't do it with any big chunk plays. They just kind of grinded it out and made sure that, you know, the 49ers were having to earn everything they got. And, and you mentioned it, Spagnuolo will bring anyone from anywhere, anytime. And you saw Justin Reed was in on uh, one of the sacks and back to back games that he had at least half a sack in. Uh, those defensive backs are part of the pressure scheme as well. And I think they threw a lot at a, at a second year quarterback that's, you know, made less than 25 starts in his career. I, I think it was a lot for him. You know, Brock Purdy didn't will give him credit, uh, but it wasn't easy what he was dealing with with Spagnola's defense.
2: remiss, Seren, if I didn't ask you about the Chiefs special teams. I mean, Bucker's become a Hall of Fame-type kicker. That's how great he's been in the middle of this run, was money all night. You know, that 57-yarder would have been good from 65. Uh, Just so impressed with with him, with the Chiefs' kick coverage. Obviously, the the punt that went off the guy's leg there was kind of a, a fluky, freaky bounce in Casey's favor. But you kind of make your own luck at times, and you block an extra point. I thought the Chiefs special teams were a huge factor in winning this game.
0: Yeah, they were, and, and that's, you know, big for Dave Till. So that has been the last couple of years. Frankly, he's, you know, you can look at some of the advanced metrics. He's by far the best special teams coach that's, that's ever coached a position, and it's not just that he tagged on to Devin Hester. He's had kick returns when you could return kicks uh, with all kinds of different returners, but all these other aspects of the game. One, Harrison Bucker, who was not a particularly accurate kicker at Georgia Tech. He just had a big leg. They poached him off the practice squad of the Carolina Panthers a number of years ago and turned him into, you know, arguably the most accurate as as well as maybe the, the biggest threat from deep out there. That's been a tremendous job. And I'll tell you something else. You mentioned it. Tommy Townsend's punch, he averaged over 50 yards a kick uh, in this game, but it's holding. Last year, that was a big topic of conversation. People even asking the Chiefs to sign Dustin Colquitt to come back just to be the holder because Tommy Townsend was really having a problem with his holds. Harrison Rucker only missed two kicks. One of them, these fans will point out, was with a deflated football in New England. Uh, that at the end when they measured the footballs didn't measure up uh, to the pounds uh, it was supposed to have in it. And I forget what the other one was, uh, but, you know, he was perfect from the, in the 40s, perfect in the 50s. And those were kicks that they needed time and time again. And Townsend, in the 57-yarder, had to really go up and get it. Winchester had an uncharacteristically high snap, and he went up, got it, put the hole down, and Bucker was able to line drive it through there. It really was uh, all around a uh, group effort. And to your point, you're right. You listen, a ball bounces off a guy's ankle. You're clearly getting a little bit lucky. But to capitalize on that luck, you got people down there to recover it, right? It's one thing for it yes. to hit, but guys got to rally to the ball and be in place to get on it. And the chief had someone there to get on it. And that was clearly the biggest play of the game.
2: All right. Um, the superstar trio. Reed, Mahomes, Kelsey, too, clearly. Uh, What's next for them? I mean, uh, everybody all hands on deck. Let's go for a three-peat next year. Are there things that need to be figured out? Because you don't talk off on throughout the year. Maybe Kelsey nears the end. Maybe Reed is near the end. I can't imagine they're near the end now.
0: Yeah, I don't believe. Listen, and I've talked to some people uh, when that first report comes out, which it seems to do every playoff time, people just seem to throw a line in the water and say, well, let's see if I get some nibbles. If he ends up retiring, I'll claim I was right. Andy Reid, at no point has told to anybody, according to what I've been told, that he was thinking about retiring. In fact, I was told, unless he's telling the owner this, and then the owner is leaking it out, which is not how Carcutt does business, uh, there's no truth to this report. And so, Andy Reid is a guy that I think it will all depend upon his health. I think he will coach the Kansas City Chiefs as long as he is healthy, as long as he's physically healthy with the mind and in and, and the heart and, and able to do it, but also physically able to get to the practice field. He has had a number of surgeries, he did play the game. Uh, at the college level. And you can see he's not exactly springy getting around the field. So there may be one day that it becomes too painful or, uh, you know, just too hard to get out to the practice field on a regular basis. Right now, that's not the case. And uh, I think you can count on Andy Reid coaching until that is the case. So I don't think there was ever any truth there. Telsey, I think, may have wavered on it. You know, this year is the first time in a while he had to deal with a real injury, missing in the opener against the Lions or the hyperextendity. Who knows when that got healthy? I know he pointed towards sitting out that last game being something that really helped him Get healthy getting a couple of weeks off before they started the playoff run against the Miami Dolphins. But he has told everybody that he's giving back. I guess I would give it maybe a 5% chance that he was just giving lip service so he didn't have to answer more questions about it. But I think the way he finished, uh, he'll be hungry to come back. And everybody's talking about that third Super Bowl. I think that's the scary thing for the NFL is they allowed him to win the second, which now puts a pretty uh, shiny carrot in front of them, the chance to go to something that no other team has done in the Super Bowl era. I think that'll be a big motivator and uh, the question will come with how much of this team can they keep together because Chris Jones, Derek Nottie, uh, Mike Dana on the defensive line, mm-hmm. Drew Tranquil, Billy Gate, the linebackers, Lajarius Sneed, at corner, uh, Donovan Smith at left tackle, they're all free agents. Plus, they clearly need to upgrade that wide receiver position. They got about $45 million in caps, so they've got some room to work with, but they've got a lot of work to do again this offseason. That's just the reality of having a very expensive quarterback.
2: Yeah, no, you gave me, you answered my next question, which was, you know, what do you do with the roster? And then last but not least, Mahomes. I mean, is he a top five all-time quarterback already? What's next for the great Patrick Mahomes?
0: You know, I think for me, this is the one, and maybe I'm premature, maybe I'm a homer, but this is the one that made the debate, Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. And I'm fine with Tom Brady still owning that debate. The career achievements are massive and still certainly outweigh what Patrick Mahomes has done. I think this is the one, the way he comes back, you know, all three Super Bowl wins, down 10 points, 15-3 uh, and three overall in the playoffs. I think the debate between him and Peyton Manning or John Elway or Joe Montana or John Unitas, Otto Graham, I don't care who you want to put up there, I think those are done. I think those have been quieted. Now it's a question of what he has to do to get up and surpass Tom Brady. I would say he's firmly grabbed. Number two, and I think the, the way I would phrase it is, he's playing quarterback at a level – Higher than anyone's ever played it. This is the best the quarterback position has ever been played. Maybe he doesn't have the body of work to be the best of all time yet, but the only guy in front of him now, in my opinion, is Tom Brady.
2: Soren Petro, Kansas City Sports Talk superstar, hanging out. Ten great minutes on the Chiefs. We're gonna let him get out of here. Now, what you talk Royals in the summer? Or you keep talking Chiefs, Soren.
0: Uh, there'll still be a lot of Chiefs. Uh, we had a spring training uh, this Saturday. I think spring training opens. I can't remember if it's today or tomorrow. Uh, with pitchers and catchers reporting, so we will. Begin the Royals talk. They did spend a lot of money in free agency. There's a big press conference today to announce the uh, location of their stadium, which is expected to be on the south side of the loop, um, You know, which is where more people preferred it, which will give a downtown view uh, to the stadium. So there'll be some politics through April about the renovation of Arrowhead and and a new conference stadium and a little bit of baseball. If the Royals can stay in it. God help him. Uh, then maybe we'll have a little more baseball talk, and I should be talking draft.
2: Soren, you're such a nice person. Thank you for being a friend of the show. I appreciate your spots here down the stretch. I know how busy you are about the Chiefs. Enjoy the parade. We'll talk to you this summer, okay? Thank you so much, buddy.
0: Absolutely, you're too kind, JB. Love doing it. Call me
2: anytime. All right, Soren Petro, crushing it from Kansas City. At Soren Petro, got to follow that guy on the tweets. And what a cool dude! Great spot out of him. First hour of the show. In the can, my goodness, Richard Davenport starting to long toss now, reminding me that he's got to come in here for a couple innings of work. So right after the break, we'll do that. It's Team B Media, the real NWHAB, talking Razorback baseball. Question of the day, how far you think this team's going to go? What's your expectation for the season? A lot of basketball talk as Arkansas gets ready for Tennessee tomorrow night. And, of course, Super Bowl aftermath as well. We got you till 8.30. Thanks for being here. Hang tight. We're right back.